Testing. Okay. Testing. Testing. Hello. Oh my god. Welcome back to For the Love of Men podcast. My name is Courtney Shan, and I'm hosting with my dear friend Brianna Mosier. Hello. The intention of the show is to bring together men and women to create healthy, polarized relationship dynamics by learning how to honor each other's natural masculine and feminine energetic core. Energetic core. We have a really amazing episode for you today. If you liked last week's, you're going to love this week's. Mm-hmm. But first, I want to introduce you to my friend Bree. She is a genius. This is going to be highlighting her zone of genius. Thank you. Bree, who are you? What do you do? Hi, my name is Bree. Hi, Bree. <laughs> I work with uh, really driven, ambitious women who feel more comfortable with their masculine energy and I help them embrace their feminine energy, their pleasure, sex, love, and intimacy attract healthy partners, and usually grow their business or advance in their career somehow. But do some business coaching and some feminine energy work. There are lots of ways to explain it, but for today's purposes, part of my work is sex, love, and intimacy. So I have a program called The Pleasure Program. It's for vulva owners on learning how to expand their sexuality and their pleasure limits, learn their body, their anatomy, embrace that part of themselves. Uh, And it's perfect if you relate to this episode and you want more. That's the place to go. I'm really proud of that program um, and its embodied lived experience. So that's what I got for you. That's my work in the world. Courtney, tell the people your magic. Mm, Thank you. Yes, I am a trauma-informed dietitian and a relationship mentor, and I really specialize in helping women heal generational trauma that shows up in how we take care of and see our body Mm. to really provide that freedom from external pressures so that you can live from the inside out really empowered living. So I am super excited to bring all of that knowledge to this. Both of us work on helping women get into their body and really love it for what it is and let Mm. it express the way that it's intended to. So I love that we have that overlap Mm -hmm. and I cannot wait to dive into this. For this episode, housekeeping, the For the Love of Men podcast on Instagram. Follow us there. For the Love of Men podcast on TikTok. We're going to get funny on TikTok soon. You just wait. Me funny behind the scenes, but not in the scenes. Ah, we're about to bring it. <laughs> We've been hiding our humor. We have been, yeah, limiting exposure to how funny we are, but we are funny. Can't show you the whole hand. And <laughs> Courtney's Instagram is Courtney underscore Shand. And I have a new one because mine got taken down, ironically, for pleasure education for violating community guidelines. So we're praying the YouTube stays up. YouTube gods, but my new one is uh, at Building Bree Coaching. So same thing, just adding coaching at the end. Okay, go ahead, introduce the topic. Insane. Yes. Today we're talking about everything you thought you knew about sex and what you actually need to know. Yeah. This is, again, Bree's zone of genius. Oh my God, you're so cute. We are here for this. So first let's dive into <clears throat> what... What sets us up for how we think about sex and relationship? Or was there somewhere else you wanted to no, start that, with No, I yeah. was just thinking in my head, what a perfect question to start with. Amazing. T-ball. Um, okay, for context, I'm going to try as best I can to respect the integrity of my work and stay out of coach zone, but in coach zone. It's a hard line that we ride as podcasters because we just want to tell you everything. 
and we have people who invest in courses so there's a respect for for that but this is a this is still going to be super helpful for you to open some doors energetically and mentally to really start exploring your pleasure um so how are we socialized i mean i think everyone has their own experience of how they're socialized but i will say generally people who are socialized as women are socialized to be pleasing and socialized to center their partner in pleasure and typically people who are socialized as men are taught to be dominant and powerful and the pursuer and like uh, to have this vast array of accomplishments that are women. I'm not saying this is right. I'm just saying the general messages of society and how things are portrayed of all the women that they've slept with and all these things, right? Contrast, if you're a woman, you know you're supposed to, supposed to not give it away Mm-hmm. All of these terms are so loaded if you slow down the conversation. They really are. Right? Yeah. Uh, I've heard it said, gosh, I've this makes me cringe because it's so misogynistic, but I've heard it said that someone wanted to be a key that unlocks a lot of locks, but wants to have a lock that can only be unlocked by one key. All right. We're following the analogy. Wow. Yeah. Makes you kind of sick, wow. doesn't it? It's rough. And so... This is not a conversation to blame men or women. You'll find that it's we're very holistic in our approach with um, you know, seeing both people in this. It puts a lot of shame on women for their choices, and it puts a lot of pressure and shame on men. Pressure and shame on both sides. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the main message is being men need to be dominant, and women need to be pleasing mm-hmm. and center the man in their sexual experience. Mm-hmm. And we see this play out in masculine-feminine polarity teaching. all the time that to be more feminine you need to be very submissive very pleasing very go with the flow have uh have needs but just not too inconvenient (laughs) you should own your needs but not too much in your face um and it's a hard line to toe and the same thing on the masculine side all polarity teaching is like masculine energy is the direction it's the you know the penetration it's the forward movement all of these terms and when you do slow down and really reflect on how integrated these things are, especially around a conversation as vulnerable as sex, mm-hmm. you're going to run into a lot of humanness, first of all, and followed by a lot of shame a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So you're not more or less masculine or feminine. There's no arrival point is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. We're all about kind of bringing the two into harmony within yourself so that you can bring that whole person to another whole person. Yes. Yeah. And I will say within sex and intimacy, I remember being in coach training and talking about masculine and feminine energy was not always well received because it was more of, you know, what people interpreted as a binary versus how Courtney and I teach it is about energies and gender doesn't matter and sex doesn't matter. It's, it's about energies. We're not trying to pigeonhole anybody. It's all about what's authentic to you. And so off that point, the program, which I really appreciate, emphasizes playing with all those different energies in the bedroom. So if you are a woman who feels really comfortable in her masculine there's a way to come into that character and express that and play with that in the bedroom. And there are a lot of men who love to play with the opposite side and feel desired and pursued and submissive and not be in control. High powered men Mm -hmm. who want to break from being in that power. 
So there's no desire, you know, you don't yuck somebody's yum, right? There's no desire that is not, uh, that is, that's wrong or mm. out of character. If as long as it's consenting, you're not harming anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously. But you can play with both energies and I think sex is a really great place to do that. Mm. Wow. What a great point because I think that's maybe where the polarity teaching gets a little bit um, skewed is that you have to stay locked into this role. Like, who wants to be... Like, men have more masculine energy and more tolerance for the expression of that, but it doesn't mean that they never want to feel desired or never want to feel... Pursued. um, Touched or pleased Mm -hmm. or any of those things. It would create an unhealthy balance there. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And yet, what you'll see in the media is the opposite, right? We always oh, see man. men being dominant. We see women being pursued and submissive. And like, don't get me wrong, that's a flavor that is fun. Mm-hmm. People love it, and it's mm-hmm. fun to play in the opposite too. But let's talk about media influence. Let's let's just go there. What was your experience, if you're willing to share, without obviously breaching your own boundaries? What did the media teach you about what sex is, what to expect, what your role is? Um. So my interpretation as I was growing up was that it was very um, black or white and everything in the middle was um, dangerous, Mm. (laughs) basically. Um, Well, just unaccessible to me. It was either like black or white. And there's a lot of gray space where I see what I've learned in energetic work is that's where you set boundaries and that's where you get to feel confident and get to open your um, authentic self Mm -hmm. to the moment and really receive a lot of information. That was like, no, you're either there or not. And um, so it kind of limited the amount of personal, I'm gonna say power, but um, confidence to approach things from a place that feels good for me and so it was easier to set boundaries that were like nope or yes like very clear Mm. than to approach things and really get a feel for myself of what I wanted to experience and what I wanted that to look like Um, so I would say in the media that gets reinforced all the time of being um, yeah shamed there's Mm -hmm. a lot of shame around it it was either um celebrated or shamed and the other side was shaming or celebrating Mm. the opposite so um it was really confusing honestly Um, and i think that's where i find a lot of challenge in uh working with not to get too far into this but working with my clients around appetite like sexual appetite is part Mm. of your appetite energy and i find that even as it relates to food we have very little confidence to approach something so powerful we don't we're not taught how to harness it in a way that supports us as it should we're underdeveloped in a lot of ways in that capacity you mean how pleasure supports you in life is that what you're saying uh yeah like your appetite is leading you into things that feel good for you Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it should be something that we are innately trusting of and taught to support how we interpret that information so that we're very much in charge of it. It's not what's ruling us. And what my experience was is because it's so black and white Mm. and you have no, you're not even really allowed to like talk about or 
explore this gray area, that means that it's just off limits. You have no mm. training of how to approach this thing. So you're kind of operating from this childlike view of everything over there is bad. And yet I have this innate desire. I don't know what to do with it. So I'm just going to squish it. A hundred percent. And I would say, at least in my experience, working with men and women, they all have repressed desires. Mm -hmm. Men have repressed desires. Really empowered masculine men have repressed desires because they care about respecting women. Mm -hmm. And they were never taught how to be with those desires or yep. express them in a way that is safe. Mm -hmm. um, or they did and women shamed them because... Mm -hmm because women did also didn't have the skill set to carry that vulnerability. Like when somebody is sharing their desire in the bedroom, most of the time, at least if you live in the U S and you've been socialized, how we have, that's a really vulnerable moment for someone to tell you, I kind of want to try this thing, especially as Courtney's emphasizing where things are black and white. When you turn on a movie, you're not seeing people explore and him get it wrong and her correct him lovingly mm -hmm. and then they try again and then she does something and he says, hey, that doesn't feel so good. Mm -hmm. I can think of one time where you've seen a woman do that and a man's been like, I actually don't really like it that way. I'd like it to be like this. No, <laughs> you might get a few of women shifting it or talking about how they're not satisfied, but you don't mm -hmm. get it from men. And it makes me sad because there's no dialogue for men to talk about their desires either. Mm. Again, historically, we know it's been painful for women. No, but I'm not denying that. Trust me. Uh, and I think there's, you know, a lens of being able to honor that it's vulnerable and full of shame and pressure for both people. Mm. And at, when you strip all that back and it's you and your partner wanting to have this experience that you both enjoy, there's equal parts vulnerability in that you know, and, and learning to protect each other's heart. Yeah. Wow. So well said. Hmm. So that gray place of like exploration, I think is such a beautiful thing. If you don't mm -hmm. see it as, you know, penetration or oral sex, like you see on TV, you're not seeing anyone explore other ways of being together or different dynamics or role play or things you might want to try different body parts, mm -hmm. different types of touching, then you probably think that it's wrong. Well, no one else does this, so I'm the only one that has this desire. Mm -hmm. mm. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I would say it's, it's something that is very um, un... I don't know the right word, but we don't, we don't address the vulnerability in it. Mm-hmm. Like you just said, to hold that desire feels vulnerable, to receive the desire feels vulnerable, mm -hmm. to act upon the desire feels vulnerable, and no one has any skills to hold it, hold it yeah. within yourself, first of all, but then to do that in a way that's mature and grounded and consensual. Yes. I mean, all of those things that we're talking about that are pretty evolved front lobe skills, mm -hmm. those are not what's coming online in this highly vulnerable conversation. No, and then it causes people to shut down and make stories about themselves, mm. you know, mm -hmm. um, and or project their discomfort onto the other person. So instead of saying, ooh, I don't know if I'm the right partner to try that with, or could we try some variety of that? This would work for me, that sounds fun. This part I'm a little nervous about. Can we go slow? Can we take it completely off the table? They're not usually saying that, typically someone generally, unfortunately, somebody would probably say that's disgusting. Like, why would you ask that of me? Mm. Or there's going to be some shame involved because they feel shame that you're viewing them that way. 
It's mm-hmm. heavy, and mm-hmm. we don't always have the communication skills for it. If you want the communication skills, and you're a Volvo owner, Pleasure Program is great. We talk all about communication. And bringing all these desires that you have, getting to look at them as menu items and say, what does my experience in my body, what do I want it to feel like? Mm. Look at the vehicle you're in. I just can't imagine living your whole life not knowing your full capacity for pleasure. But people cut that part of themselves off because of all the shame. In certain contexts and places that they are, they feel shame about feeling pleasure in certain or thinking about it in certain places. It's such a taboo subject that people get cut off from it. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. It's really sad. That's so, a great point. Okay, were you going to say something? I was going to redirect us to our bullet points. Go for it. Yep. <laughs> because I was getting on a... We have to discipline ourselves. Honestly, I could talk for six hours about this. <laughs> so. And she does, which is why you need to get in her pleasure Thank program. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, and with private clients if, you, you know, if you're wanting more support. But, okay, I heard about this anecdotally. Bechdel test. Yeah. A sociologist came up with this test. It's not something that's like clinically studied or anything like that. Um... I'm going to give you the limited information that I have about it, that he came up with this test where he analyzed all of these movies looking for, I said he. Yeah. I was like, did they say it was a man? Oh my gosh. There's my own wow. little programming, right? This person. We don't know go. who it was. Teaching by example. We don't know who it was, but the Bechdel test, they analyzed all the movies and they were looking for a conversation where two women were talking in a conversation, not about a man. And it was over 90% of them that failed. Wasn't even in the movie. I think they said the whole Harry Potter series failed. Wow. Two women having a conversation, not talking about a man. So that just gives you a little insight into how women are socialized to center men as their existence. And historically, if you look at you know, there was a time when a woman had to be married to even get birth control. There was a mm-hmm. time when a woman had to be married to even own the property by marriage that she was in. And she didn't even own it at the time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. That survival depended on being chosen by a man. That's not a, a, a theory. Like That was reality. Mm-hmm. And we're so far removed from it sometimes that we forget. That's an ancestral wound of I must be chosen. There must be a man in my life for me to feel complete and good enough. And safe. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so socially growing up seeing that men are the center, yeah. how does that impact? I mean, just rhetorical question here. How is that going to impact how you approach these conversations with a potential partner? Yeah. If you have only ever seen these experiences of men being the center of the world. Mm-hmm. If you're wanting to break out of being pleasing, you have to know that you're <laughs> doing, you know, it's the fish that's living in the water kind of thing. Yes. How but, much of your experience is you trying to be pleasing? It's a great thing to be pleasing from generosity mm-hmm. and alignment and overflow. And oh my gosh, I want to give this person so much pleasure. But when it's hinging on validation and if I'm good enough and will they choose me and do they want to do this? I think it's some risky territory. You know, you're wagering a lot on that action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Such a great point. We always like to reframe the empowered flip is 
to focus on bolstering yourself yes. and validating yourself in those moments mm -hmm. so that you're not coming into it from a wounded feminine space of like, really need for this to go a certain way because then you're giving up your part of the relationship. You're mm -hmm. kind of showing up haphazardly. Yes. And not, not being an equal partner there. Sorry. No. Go ahead. Don't be <laughs> sorry. Couldn't miss that window. I love it. And I, and I think any partner who's really sincerely wanting to be physically intimate because that's truly what they want from an aligned space, from an empowered space, wants you to have pleasure. And so a lot of times, not always, but there are really good empowered men who want you to be in pleasure, who want to see you that way. And, and sometimes as women, we've been so socialized, like we don't even have that switch. Mm -hmm. It's just performative. It's just like, I know he wants me to be turned on and he wants me to come or do all these things, but like, mm -hmm. and have a good time. But I'm just so focused on what my body looks like. Is he having a good time? You know, what is he thinking? What's the angle that I'm at? We're so out of our bodies, we're not alive inside of them. Mm. And I would also venture, and men, feel free to write in if you'd like. Courtney and I, you know, we don't share names or anything when we get DMs. Um, but a lot of men who I was in training with when I was doing sex, love, and intimacy uh, training would share about feeling this performance anxiety as well. And in fact, it was by far and large the cause for erectile dysfunction because of that performance anxiety. Mm. Like, does she like it? Is she having a good time? You know, I hope I don't come too fast. All that conversation that was taking them out of their bodies and really enjoying it too. So everybody's in protection mode, mm. you know? And at the same time, while women are trying to be pleasing, the man has this idea that he needs to be powerful and dominant and doesn't have permission to be vulnerable or tender or emotional or need emotional connection before intimacy, right? Mm. We always talk about changing that dialogue on masculinity and, mm. and integrating emotional intelligence. So mm -hmm. that there's another piece where it's like just human nature to emotionally connect before sex. And yet often men are reduced to this one dimensional being who only wants sex. Don't even get me started on that one. Ooh. <laughs> Something my daughter will not be learning is that men only want one thing. Yes. <laughs> no, they wow. do not. <laughs> wow. I love that you said that because we all we are all about shifting the narrative so that the next generation has a different platform to work with. Mm -hmm. And how cool to just bring that to front and center. Yes. Man. As you were saying that, it just made me think. Women are over here trying to be pleasing and focused on him, and he's mm -hmm. over here trying to focus on being pleasing and focus on her, and it's a miss. Neither one is able to get what they're actually wanting from the connection. We want to kind of be able to sync that up. And the only way to do that is, as we always talk about, you have to be at that human plane and step into the parts that make you feel the most vulnerable, the shame, the uh, potential for rejection, the, um, the parts that you judge about yourself. All of those things are, you really can't hide them if you're wanting to actually form that connection. Mm, right if both people would learn their bodies and come alive inside their bodies mm -hmm. and communicate it if mm -hmm. both people had a skill set for receiving feedback and holding vulnerability we have a master class on this for you specifically really for women yeah because because why <laughs> tell me you're <laughs> i know you have a reason <laughs> She's like, we're doing the thing, get away from this spot. Um, because 
men want to open up as well. And men want to open up as well. And be yeah. safe. Yes. That's what I would say. What were you wanting me I would, to say? No, that's perfect. I okay. was just thinking how men tend to think about, again, generalization, things as a vault. Like you share something mm-hmm. vulnerable, they're like, I got you. And women tend to share information with other people as a way of connecting. And so in that masterclass we talk about, I think it's called how to get your man to open up emotionally, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to be a good receiver of those things so that you can keep developing that emotional intimacy with him. Because if you share it in all these places, the trust is gone. Yeah. What were we just talking about right before that? Um, how the patriarchy is creates shameful narratives on both sides and then we miss each other. Yes. And in then the no most one's... human moments. Yeah, no one's alive inside their body. Mm-hmm. The other thing with the media that is so painful too for men, speaking of the patriarchy, is that it's also showing men all these uh, scenes of sex where it's just penetration and really fast and then she comes and he comes at the same time statistically very rare so rare (laughs) like almost impossible it's so rare it is so rare most women need clitoral stimulation to come Mm. and typically men and women's full arousal periods are so different it's two or three times longer for a, for a woman to be fully aroused versus a man. You know, I often say like, um, men are like skillets, women are like crock pots. Mm-hmm. So we're all getting fed these messages and a woman's going, well, why am I not coming? Mm-hmm. I actually remember, and I will share this story and vulnerability with you all. Um, my first time feeling like what's like, what was I supposed to feel? Mm-hmm. Cause it looked like it was so great in the movies and I don't, I didn't like, i I know what happened. It just felt like pressure, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it, that's not a knock on the person I was with or anything. I didn't know my body. And they didn't know. And so I felt really confused about what is the big deal? Now I know what the big deal is. <laughs> <laughs> but when I didn't understand my body or have any sort of pleasure education outside mm-hmm. of sex ed, mm-hmm. pleasure education is so different. It was just like this, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So men are getting all these messages and that does them a disservice because they're expecting women to just come fast or want always this penetration, penetration. And it's mm-hmm. just recently, within the last 10 years or so, mm-hmm. that we're starting to see even female-directed porn where women are coming up with the whole scene and there's a storyline and a narrative and it's focused on female pleasure and male pleasure. Wow, interesting. Yes, Yes. and it's accurate, like accurate to what is real life, not pornographic, classic sex. Nothing wrong with that. It's obviously wonderful to watch and it's wonderful to watch. (laughs) And if you're into it, that's amazing. But there are other varieties that are a little bit more inclusive about what the real felt experience is. Wow, how interesting, because the conversation that I hear from men Mm -hmm. um, around uh, visual stimulation is that they find it hard to connect with their actual partner Mm. because it's such a difference than reality. Mm. Yeah, and I think it just, what you're saying, it perpetuates that narrative of this is how it should be. And if it's not working that way, then something's wrong with you or something's wrong with her. And either way, that's not the dynamic that's going to create healthy intimacy in general. And it's definitely not going to be motivating to move towards the bedroom. If something's wrong with me or something's wrong with you, 
that's not where we're going. Period. <laughs> One of us is going to be shamed or filled with shame. Mm-hmm. And that does not open up that head, heart, body connection. Mm-mm. No, real sex, as all of you know, is messy and vulnerable and sometimes embarrassing and raw. And there are moments of like, uh, what rhythm are we in? And are we in this? And do you want this? And do you want that? And I don't really like that, but I don't know how to say that. And then, like, it just is until you get into a flow with your own body and pleasure and that confidence of how mm. to communicate what you want with your partner and how to be a safe space to receive. Mm. So if you feel that way, man or woman, any gender expression, you're, you're just not alone. Everybody's really confused because the messages out here are not congruent with the real felt experience at home. That. Yeah. And then again, it's doing men this disservice because when she doesn't have this explosive orgasm or squirt on command he's like what am i doing wrong mm-hmm. i'm not yeah i must not be doing it well and she may not even know her body because again when you're socialized as a woman you're often discouraged from exploring your own body and mm-hmm. i work with so many clients who had messages in their childhood of that's dirty that's bad don't touch yourself there male or female by the way who have mm-hmm. had those experiences of shame and so but just centering on women quickly um, they're not taught about their repro- they're taught about their reproductive system, but they're not taught about their vulva and what brings pleasure and understanding their clitoris and their labia and all these little pleasure circuits and involving their entire body in the experience, breathing into their body, grounding into their body. It makes me so sad because then they don't have any information to tell a partner. Mm-hmm. This is what I would want. So then you, they go into the experience thinking, oh, I saw it on TV. They must know what to do. And men are like, so we didn't get that education either on y'all's bodies. Yes. Oh, such a great point. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Full circle moment. Nobody got educated on... Nobody. Yeah. Wow. Everyone suffers from it. We're going to do an episode on what's actually required in in sex education in our country soon, by the way. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that one. Mm -hmm. Um, You might have to check... Timing. Uh, no, you might yeah. have to check just the podcast yeah. since there's often some censorship issues that we run into. Yeah. For, but yeah. we'll do it. We will put that information out there and here's where you're going to find it. So. Yes. Okay. Love that. So men aren't educated on women's bodies. Women are definitely not educated on women's bodies. They're looking to men of how to please themselves and men have only the information that they've either seen or tried with someone who's most likely also I'm gonna not say educated, faking it but perhaps faking it early on mm-hmm. i mean if she doesn't know she's going to be pleasing and we're not blaming her but yeah. what's more pleasing than doing what you have seen be the standard mm-hmm. and who knows the motive for faking it honestly yeah. like maybe she's thinking oh my god is there something wrong with me because i'm not enjoying this and i don't know why mm-hmm you know, and, and again, most women can't come from just penetration. They just can't. I, and I wish I had the statistics in front of me. Mm-hmm. Three, you silly goose. Yeah. But it's most. I actually am remembering, I think it's about a third of women that can yeah. come just from penetration. Yeah. I think it's 67% oh. that require clitoral stimulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the statistics around it are... Shocking. Fascinating. Yes. Yeah. Anything else there? Um, no, it's good there. Go ahead. Okay. Take it where you want to take it. No, I was just 
going to pitch the ball to you. Oh, great. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So for men and for women, what are our asks, our, our coaching moments to take away? Obviously, we've opened up the dialogue. Yep. Feel free to send us DMs, messages if you have specifics. While we're in this quarter of talking about pleasure and sex, put your questions in. I would love to do a Q&A episode. We Ooh, will protect okay. your anonymity. We yep. won't share it. But the ask for both people, what would you say for women? This is one that is near and dear to my heart because when you are a woman and you are able to explore inside your experience, your body, and live that way, you have language. You may need some, like, you may need to learn what the letters are in order to spell something out, but you develop a language to say, I like this, I don't like that. This feels good for me, this doesn't feel good for me. The embodiment piece, I would say, is the biggest part that women, the biggest ask is to learn how to be in your body, learn what makes you leave your body and really start processing mm. some of those emotional triggers that cause you to not want to be in your body. Mm, so good. Yeah. So truly understanding your anatomy, number one, how your body actually works. Mm -hmm. uh, exploring your turn-ons, your mm -hmm. turn-offs. Self-pleasure is the biggest teacher. And with sex mm. being so vulnerable, that would be my number one recommendation. Go there with yourself first. If you can't go there on your own, it's hard to go there with a partner. And Great sidebar, time. if you only do that with a partner, then you create this association that I can only feel those feelings when I'm with a man, when I'm with my partner. My pleasure isn't my own. My pleasure comes from being with them, wow. which is untrue. Wow. And such a setup for an anxious attachment. Yes. Nobody is injecting you with a pleasure serum when they have sex with you. That's your feelings coming from within you, within your body. Bring it. You do not need a partner for that, but your partner's sex will be a hundred times better <laughs> as you learn your body and you feel confident about it. You know what works for you. Now you have agency again, so you can switch positions. And again, in the pleasure program, I'll teach you all this, but you'll also get language around in the moment when something isn't working, how to communicate that in a way that's not like, stop it like you know stops the whole flow but just redirects lovingly and keeps the flow going and there's an art to that you might get it wrong a hundred times but you will get it right <laughs> eventually when you have a skill set so self-pleasure 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 go there mm. on your own anytime i was trying to wanting to explore a limit or a capability or i was like oh i didn't know my body could do that let me figure out if my body can do that it was always on my own first because I wanted to know this is mine. This is my body and my pleasure first. Wow, I yeah. love that. I was just thinking if you're someone that struggles with shame, sometimes it's easier to explore these parts of you that you don't know mm -hmm. by yourself before you're in front of someone else. It can be deeply painful and re-traumatize that shame piece mm -hmm. if you are kind of fumbling around and learning this stuff in front of someone that you aren't quite sure how you know securely attached you are to them. Totally emotions, physical, mm -hmm. any of those things. I, I, yeah, full support. Yes. Yeah. And then you can Do it for yourself a hundred percent and you could afterward. I mean, there are, yeah, I'm going to share a personal story, but I'm not going to, there are, um, when you're with, mm. 
You're doing great. Thank you. I'm like <laughs> navigating all of these little things in my brain about what to say. When you're with a partner that you know is safe and that you trust, it will be a lot easier to explore new things mm -hmm. with your partner that you maybe don't have to explore on your own. You might feel like, okay, I feel safe to do this with you. I'm safe to be vulnerable with you. Side note, probably has a lot to do with how much emotional intimacy you've built, <laughs> right? Um, and then you might explore those edges with a partner. And again, just remember, if you remember nothing else, and this pleasure came from me. Mm, it's my body. So this is my home. Yeah. Wow. You create the safety. You create the pleasure. Yeah. Those skills alone, man, that'll... I also wanted to say it's different exploring an edge than your core. Mm. Same like word. You have to know who you are at the core, mm -hmm. and then you bring the edges to your partners. Yes. The partner, mm -hmm. whoever you're with. Mm -hmm. um, that's a different level of vulnerability to explore your edge. If you're trying to explore your core with someone, that's a big ask. Mm -hmm. There's no way that you're going to feel confident, and confidence is sexy. Mm -hmm. Like the agency that you were talking about, that confidence, that is number one turn on, feeling confident in the moment energetically mm -hmm. being in your body and feeling confident about it. I don't know the statistics on it. That's just my, my education. But yeah. if you have statistics on it, I'm open to it. Uh, it must be 100%. <laughs> it must be 100% of people are attracted to confidence. I'm making that up. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just universally a sexy energy. Uh -huh. So I agree. And someone who knows their body moves differently feels more confident in the experience yes and it's really pleasurable for actually for both people even more including you know when men know their bodies really well mm. that's also really attractive to your partners because mm -hmm. when it's beyond the wounded pleasing there is an empowered part that wants to please your partner you know you know when it's wounded pleasing you know when you're leaving your body and self-abandoning but there does come a point where you're like oh but i just want to give this person pleasure for them to be able to know what that looks like and communicate it, so good. Here's the other mm. ask for women. Yes. Underline, underline. Be a safe place for feedback. You don't yuck somebody's yum. So even if you're not into it, if there's a way for you to ground for a moment, remember it is like you're holding a precious part of someone mm. with how vulnerable sex can feel. And you won't regret being overly conscientious about this. The mm. worst that happens is you're you know, too tender about it, right? But it's way better than being like, that's disgusting, or I'm not doing that, or taking it really personally. Remember that they're sharing their desire. Mm -hmm. You have a choice to participate in it. You don't have to. It's your body. Even if you feel in your head like, mm, that's kind of gross, I don't want to do that. You, it would just be a really beautiful, decent thing to do, mm -hmm. to say instead, I might not be the person to explore that with, or can we talk about a little bit more what that look like, or... Let me sit and think about what my boundaries might be around that. So this part feels really fun to me. This part feels a little edgy. There are lots of things you can say without just shutting it down. Mm -hmm. You're not responsible for, you know, if someone else feels shame, but you can do them a service of protecting them from mm -hmm. enhancing it. Mm. Yeah. So well said. Thank you. Yeah. What's the ask for men in yes, this? Yes, men. Okay, learn your own body, <clears throat> obviously, like we just talked about. And I would look at where you hold shame. Again, we know that mental uh, you know, anxiety and performance anxiety is the number one cause of erectile dysfunction. And so the thing to explore is where am I holding shame? Mm. Um, is there, you know, are there skills that I want to develop that would make me feel more confident? 
but I wouldn't just look at physical, like how to touch and all these things. I would focus, if I were a man, much more of my attention on attunement and tuning into her body, her words. I feel like this needs to be said also. Uh, wetness does not always correlate with turn on. It's a biological response. It correlated, I uh, wish I remember who the researchers were, but it was about 50% of the time. So not 100. So even if a woman is becoming lubricated or wet, it doesn't always mean that she's turned on. And so attunement to her mental, emotional, or even just asking, how does this feel for you? What would feel even better if you're willing to open those doors? That's a huge generosity mm. to women because a lot of us can freeze up in those moments. Mm -hmm. and, and because she is probably wanting to protect your feelings. Mm -hmm. um, so attunement is really big. Did we teach that in a master class? I'm trying to remember. Um, it's like briefly covered in the conflict resolution one, right? Yeah. What is it called? Um, what she wants. What she wants and how to provide it. Yeah. That would be I mean, a good it would still one. be a good master class. I, I agree. That's it a great a good master one. class. Yeah. So practicing attunement to her body and then maybe looking at where you hold shame. Um, in your sexual experiences and doing some alchemy around that, moving mm -hmm. that through, processing that so you're not holding it, learning some healthy communication skills around asking for what you want and receiving what she wants. Mm -hmm. And it'll be a lot easier for you also to receive that feedback if you don't have that shame underneath, you know, or at least you're aware of it so you don't uh, kind of let the trigger go back on her, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You just, just protect each other mm -hmm. and be vulnerable. I had one more. It sounds like, from what I've heard, that both sides could use a little bit of education around female anatomy mm. and pleasure. Yes. Might be a might be a little extra reading. There's plenty of books out there. Mm -hmm. um, some really good ones. Since you don't have a men's course, do you have any? I don't have a men's course. I know. Do you have any recommendations that you would make? Oh, for men to learn about female pleasure. Think of becoming clitorate. Mm-hmm. Becoming clitorate's a good one. Um, Emily Nagowski's book, mm -hmm. Come, Come As, as you, you Are. That's a good book for men as well. Mm -hmm. There, I know there is a website. If I can find it, I'll put it in the show notes for men that educates about women's anatomy and pleasure. Mm -hmm. You could also look into female-directed porn. Mm-hmm that's going to get you more into the because we all of the other porn has been created and directed by men we understand what men want how they view sex but if you want to see how, Ooh, how women might view sex oh. when you look at porn that's created for women you're understanding what the draw is a little bit more in depth how interesting mm -hmm. yeah there was also a book and i can't remember it start was by a guy named ian something mm -hmm. i think it was she comes first yes Yep, I haven't read it, so I'm not putting my name on that one, but mm -hmm. um, that one was written by a man for men, so that's what came to mind. Amazing. Um, gosh, I would love to do a course for men on this. It's just not available yet. That's okay. You probably will. It's just, just an unripe avocado. All of this. Genius. <laughs> Thank you. Tucked away. Oh, I feel like there's an obvious one that's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of it. But I will say for men or women, there's a book called Orgasm. I believe her last name, I think her initials are LP, if I'm not mistaken. P-I-G-E-T might be her last name. 
It's on Amazon. If you Google it, it's a white cover, white and red yeah, orgasm, right? Yeah. So, oh, cute little girl outside. Okay. We digress. Okay. We digress. Anything else? The Pleasure Program, if this is resonating with you, yeah. highly recommend. This is her zone of genius. Um, cannot say enough. Free is so good at this work Thank and you. is so able to lead women there in such a tender, non-judgmental way. I thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. I do feel pretty non-judgmental. Mm-hmm. I really am um, treat it like it's sacred, especially things around sexuality. My own experience, my own education. You are safe with me, and you can always take the pleasure program in conjunction with one-to-one work if you want to go through the modules and then parse it out and talk about it and explore it in a space that's safe because there's not a lot of places where we get to talk mm-hmm. about this mm-hmm. with someone who can, you know, not just girlfriends who will be like, I feel that too, but someone who's mm-hmm. like, I felt that too. And here's a skill set. Here's a tool. Here's a practice. Empower. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll put that in the show notes, the program that you can look at. It is meaty with information. That's it. <laughs> uh, if you want more from Courtney, yes. What do you if, got? Right now, I when this launches, I'm going to be leading a group of women through my program, Nourished. It is all about appetite and appetite regulation. So, kind of a little parallel here, mm. um, getting into the energy around your appetite. That sacral energy is very similar when it comes to food and kind of what we are looking for in terms of experiencing nourishment in that way. Um, I'm super excited about that. It's going to be 10 weeks. We are going to be deep diving all of the emotional energetic shifts that you need in order to really step into a new paradigm when it comes to trusting yourself, trusting your body and knowing how it works to be Mm -hmm. a female and to nourish a female body. So yeah, I'm excited about that one. I'll link that in the show notes as well. I've never heard anybody else talk about food in terms of masculine and feminine energy but you <laughs> yeah so if you resonate with those concepts unicorn mm-hmm. <laughs> it does feel a little bit like truly that. yeah unicorn yes do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it's i think it's pretty fun, full so. send yeah uh if you want more from us write us Right. Yeah, in. you could write us. You snail can write mail. Us snail mail. I love snail mail, but we're not giving our address out like that. But we do have a sign up sheet on my website, courtneyshan.com slash F L O M. Um, F-T-L-O-M. Thank you. Click on it. It's one of the hyperlinks on my main page. You'll be fine there. Or you can email us at Gmail for the love of men at Gmail. Podcast at Gmail. For the love of men podcast at Gmail. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or DM us on any of our socials. Perfect. Thank you for watching, listening. Please share. Please share. Change the narrative with us. Educate people about pleasure. It's so needed. You deserve to live a pleasurable life and explore your body. And feel less shame. Yes. Being in your body. Yes. (laughs) So many things. So many things. All right. All right. I'll see you guys later. See you later.